0: Talk all things by leaps and bounds. Our topic today, a very important topic: foster care. We're going to speak with an expert in the field, executive director, of Grand Rapids Center for Community Transformation, Crystal Houston. Little background, U.S. In the midst of a foster care crisis, we'll ask Crystal if she agrees. Goodness gracious, 400,000 at least kids and youth in the foster care system nationwide. We'll bring that locally to Kent County, 532 kids and youth in foster care. Bethany Christian Services, of course, that's a partner of Grand Rapids Center for Community uh, Transformation, does provide preventative programs. We've been talking about that uh, throughout this this important month. So we focus on prevention uh, and more. And we focus on you, Crystal Houston, a formal uh, introduction executive director, again, GRCCT. I bet that's how you call yourself. Crystal, good morning.
1: Good morning.
0: Good introduction, but it is uh, uh, such that that's what driveway moments are all about. Someone says, ooh, I need to learn about this, so I'm staying in my car. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Tell me about yourself and your organization.
1: So yeah. <clears throat> thank you for having me, Shelly. So our organization really is an, is an amazing collaboration, and it really was designed with really one purpose in mind, uh, which is for our namesake, and that is for community transformation. We understand that there are some real systemic issues that are happening within our neighborhoods, but more specifically, in the four nine five zero seven zip code, there are some traumatic things that are happening to that area in this in this whole county. So we we made sure purposefully that we put ourselves within that community so that we are accessible to the community, more specifically the youth that are there. So our organization is comprised of five organizations, two social enterprises, and three organizations where we are absolutely focused on our community, and that is for economic vitality, that is for education, and uh, just really the betterment of that neighborhood right there.
0: So are we in a foster care crisis just Opening that can of worms.
1: Oh, yes, we are. This is the reason why we're in a crisis is because of this. I want to add some perspective to that number that you mentioned earlier. So, 532, yes, yes, in Kent County. Here's what's really interesting and really sad about that number 80% of those youth are coming from the 49507 zip code. There is a neighborhood where those youth are being removed from at an alarming rate.
0: May foster, National Foster Care Month. Uh, it will soon be June, and yes, we will still be talking about foster care. Don't uh, don't worry about that. And as you mentioned, five hundred thirty-two kids and youth in foster care. <sighs> Follow my lead. Older youth and teens are often less likely to be in the care of a foster family or adopted from foster care. So, what happens to the youth who age out without support of a family?
1: So that's that's the, that's the tough part, you know. Unfortunately, those youth are then becoming a part of the cyclical issues that families end up having mm-hmm. right now with the crisis that we 're all in and looking at prices that are going up yes. so there's there's economic issues that are present, you know gas is well over four dollars a gallon as we all know yes. well, they become a part of that they become a part of some of the issues that our whole, all of our families face so about you know this right now for the average American family uh, the costs have gone up by two hundred and seventy six dollars a month. Yes. And so those youth are a part of it. But some of the more troubling things is that they are now faced with some very adult and traumatic things. Mm-hmm. Even as they are walking to and from within their neighborhoods, they are faced with all types of decisions from prostitution, drugs, mm-hmm. gangs, all these different things are on their way just to their friend's house. Mm-hmm. So now those youth are a big part of why we are in our, in that community. And so- that's that's what ends up happening to those youth. They've just become a part of a system that they just were never designed to be a part of. I do want to, uh, before
0: we're over, uh, talk about how fostering works. If someone's listening and wants to foster, obviously, I, I'd like some guidance. But in your blog post, you talk about implementing preservation programs that, well, I know, aim to keep families together and more kids out of foster care. So let's talk about how these programs work.
1: Absolutely. So. This is what's really neat about the work that we're doing now. This is how we are getting this done. And that is, so our preventive programs are really designed for one purpose in mind, and that is to help these youth make better decisions, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so it's through things like we have a, um, a sexual avoidance risk uh, mm-hmm. classes and you know curriculum that we have. And it really is designed to help those youth make better decisions when it comes to someone saying, hey, I like you, I love you. We're helping them understand what love really looks like and how relationships really will impact the choices that you make, all the way to uh, teaching our youth what it means to have a training certificate in construction and taking that training certificate, using that to get a job. Mm-hmm. And so those are just like a few of those different programs that we have that are truly designed and aimed at vitality for our youth so that it can really help stop that cycle and to say, you know, it's it was, we look at it like this. Mm-hmm. So, the issue is poverty. It really is truly the poverty is the issue, and we see this as one thing. People want to like mm-hmm. cut the head off of poverty like a weed, mm-hmm. but we all know this. you cut the head off a weed, what happens mm-hmm. it's it grow it 's going to grow back, look at my front yard yeah yeah but and we know that, so we are designed to do one thing, and we're going to we 're changing the soil from rich it 's growing. We all know that that 's the way that you do you, anything. You want to stop those weeds. You got to change the soil. So mm-hmm. our youth is the soil, and that's who we are. That's who our target is. That's our focus.
0: Is the goal of fostering um, not necessarily to adopt, right? The... Not
1: Don't necessarily. I... No, uh, we we are we are absolutely about one thing, and that is family preservation. Mm-hmm. We understand that within those neighborhoods there are kinship homes, and that is that means that there's maybe whose grandma, our aunt, uncle siblings who are raising, you know, their their grandkids or their, their nieces and nephews, we want to get them back into their home. And we are working on making sure that the time for that child is removed to the time that they are back with their family, shortening that time and that gap because there is nothing more traumatic than being away from your family. When you think about it, there are children who, be, who are being removed from that neighborhood and at times are being placed in places like Hastings, Michigan, where they where they but they don't know anyone. And so one of the, the mm-hmm. things that are really important for us is having more families within that neighborhood be open to fostering mm-hmm. so that they can stay within their neighborhoods.
0: Thank you for that reminder. Preservation programs. Back to this uh, important topic. a success story.
1: Oh, wow. Yep. Shelley! there are so many success stories, but I'm going to tell you there's one that just, just my heart mm-hmm. just... Uh, so there's a young man who came there about six months ago yeah. uh who had not graduated from high school i was gonna say how what's a young man yeah. 16 uh 17 uh he came there at my age 17 uh did not graduate from high school but knew that he needed his ged mm-hmm. and that's one of the programs that we offer is free ged training for um for 17 to 24 year olds mm-hmm. he came there and he got his ged he didn't stop there he received a training certificate in construction he didn't stop there he mm-hmm. He then, through another partnership with Kuiper College that we have, he signed up for college courses. He didn't stop there. He got a job with our one of our social enterprise organizations, Building Bridges, who does landscaping and professional services. He got a job with them. Well, guess what, Shelly? He did not stop there either. He then turned around and applied for a job with me at oh, Bethany goodness. Christian Services. And now I am so happy to say that just this past Friday, I was able to offer him the job of youth training uh, youth Build Training Assistant, uh, and that young man was so extremely happy. So when you think about it, we have a young man who's 17 years old who went from not having. He he said, "I didn't know what I was gonna do. I didn't know." He went from that to this young man will be on my team in the next couple of weeks.
0: I bet he can even be on the radio with us in a couple months. <laughs> How's that
1: for uh, a goal?
0: Thank you for that. And as you mentioned, many more success stories. I trust these are on your website and more?
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, and th- what you're going to be able to see is not only are they on the website, but you're going to feel it within the neighborhood. That's our, that's our goal. Mm-hmm. We have a young man who's, who's, who's younger, way younger than I am. I think he's in his 20s or so. Mm-hmm already owns his own home because through our programs he built his own home mm-hmm. at the age of 23 because he attended our class and we helped him understand what it what it means to be financially literate and he did just that and so now the, the young man has more has more savings and more equity in his home than a lot of us do right now yes again more success stories uh, and yet uh uh, it takes
0: hard work, and it takes uh, accountability and, and persons like yourself and your center uh, uh, to have that uh, assistance uh, pushing us behind. Grand Rapids Center for Community Transformation Executive Director, Crystal Houston. What do you leave us with,
1: Crystal? Wow. Uh, you know, while while we kind of wind down, May, as you mentioned, you know, we, we need to continue to talk about this. Uh, we need more families. We need more families to open up their homes to our foster youth. Uh, our caseworkers uh, within that zip code are trying desperately to get those youth to be within their homes, and if that isn't the case, then we do need your support at the Grand Rapids Center for Community Transformation. We need the support to support our programs. Please come there. We now have uh, many different uh, social enterprise organizations that we are are making sure that are a part of our network. And but one of the things that's really neat is a there's a 1530 event center that we are opening. Mm-hmm. It's going to be through that support that we're able to continue to fund the development of our programs and our services for our youth. So we just really need that support. But probably more than anything, we got to just keep talking about it. Where do we
0: go for more information?
1: So please go to www.grcct.com. We have uh, links to all of our partner organizations. But also, please visit us at bethany.org. I, you know, and if you want, you're more than welcome to stop on in at 1530 Madison Avenue, Southeast, come in and ask for me and I'll sit down with you and we'll talk some more. That's Crystal Houston. I like your outfit. Do you have, are those maps on your? They are maps. You know, I I, I purposely wore this today for you. Yeah. You know, I just, yeah. you know, wanted to kind of bring there's, to. There's, there's Michigan. There-
0: <laughs> All right, Crystal, thanks for your good words.